Welcome to the Website Coach Podcast, the podcast for entrepreneurs and small business owners that want a winning website, one that attracts more visitors and helps them book more clients. I'm Marie Brown, a website designer and business strategist, and I'll be sharing simple and actionable tips to help you create a winning website. So let's get started. Welcome to another episode of the Website Coach Podcast. This week, I'm really excited to have another guest on the wonderful Naomi from Nourish by Naomi. Now, Naomi is an integrative, holistic wellbeing coach. I hope I've got that right. And uh, amongst other things, she runs sound baths and chocolate workshops. So welcome, Naomi. Thank you, Marie. I'm really happy to be here today and to be speaking with you. Oh, I'm I'm very, very pleased. Um, Now, I've just given an introduction, but please, can you explain in your own words what it is that you do? Yeah, so um, I've been working in the world of um, holistic health and well-being for like 10, 11 years now. Um, and I first started off um, very much nutrition-based, um, teaching like, nutritional cookery to groups of mums, actually, when I was living in the south of France. Um, and the chocolate workshop, which is one of um, my signature um, classes now, was actually like one of the very first things that I started doing all of those years ago. So whenever I... Um, and in that environment where I'm teaching um, a group class, it always takes me back to how everything started. Um, over the years, I've worked with um, like hotels and restaurants where I've rolled, written and rolled out the healthy eating menus. I've created um, products which I brought to market and sold in Harrods. Um, I've coached hundreds of women and men as well, actually, uh, but uh, the majority have been women. Um, and more, more recently, so, um, I have got more into uh, the healing modalities such as Reiki, sound therapy and breath work. So I combine everything like my coaching background, which is like nutrition, mindset, eating psychology with, um, like sound therapy, breath work and Reiki, which is given a more integrative and much more holistic, um, approach. I love that you do so many different things, but there is a common thread that runs through all of them. If if we go back to those th- those very first steps of starting your business, I suspect you probably wouldn't have expected to be offering what you offer today. But what got you started? Why did you decide to start doing those chocolate classes if they were the very first thing that you did? Um, it was it wasn't actually chocolate class. It was, it, the chocolate class was probably um, a couple of months into into. Um, so I know I say like laugh and I say like, I'm an accident an accidental entrepreneur because I never started out to like create a business. It happened by accident and it came like through my son who, when we'd moved to the south of France, um, he was only one at the time and he completely stopped eating. And I went to the doctors both in France and back in the UK. And they'd say, well, as long as he's eating lots of yogurts and drinking lots of milk, then that's okay. And I didn't know a huge amount about nutrition back then, um, which would be over 11 years ago. Um, but I knew enough to go, mm, I don't think that's right. So I started to study like nutrition just for me and my family. And I started to make like changes, um, like create like really healthy recipes and they would taste amazing and, and I'd be able to get food into him, like sneak things in, cream smoothies and like quinoa cookies, all kinds of like different weird and wonderful things, which like today is all quite normal. But back then it was definitely like outside of the box and a bit quirky. Um, but I was just so 
inspired by it. I just thought it's actually really, really easy to eat healthily and it actually tastes like so much better than like the processed foods. Um, and I'd like just tell like my friends would come over and I'd like show them and I'd be doing little bits of demos. Okay, yeah, but it's actually really good and I actually taste it. And because I was studying it, um, like just for, for my own benefit, really, not with any intention of um, it going anywhere, I would like relay like the reasons why something was healthy. And it it was just that that just got, I thought, this is so easy. People need to know. I need to show people this. And so the first um, workshop, I think I had like seven mums in um, in like our apartment. And then within like a couple of months, I was doing a couple of workshops every every month and I had like 20 people in um, and very quickly outgrew that. And to support the like classes that I was doing, like you couldn't, at the time you couldn't buy any like superfoods or adaptogens. So I found a whole food supplier um, and I, I thought, well, I might as well just like sell it. Like if people need these ingredients. So I started um, like selling, I was like, I was like Del Boy running my Monaco with like bags of chia seeds, <laughs> meeting people on the corner. Have you got my chia seeds? I'm like, yeah, here they are. <laughs> um and but it was through that and like working with like all of these women who would come through I'd, I saw like patterns they would say well I need something to detox or I need something to lose weight or I need something that's anti-aging I need something for energy and there were so many different options um that, that I would like offer but it was too overwhelming there would be like I don't know like four or five products that you could have for energy for example could, but which one should I have and oh my god it's mm. too complicated to to make something with with those ingredients so that was how like the idea of like making that the blends came about when I was walking with a friend of mine who's a nutritional scientist I said oh, it'd just be so much easier if you could just like throw everything in one bag and she went I can help you do that and literally like within like four months I've got this product that we've created and I'd, like, I did all the branding myself and did the whole supply chain and then I've got like 500 bags of these products in my hallway going, oh, now what? <laughs> Everything is kind of just like evolved quite naturally, like over the years. Yeah. And I love the fact that you might call yourself an accidental entrepreneur, but actually they're often the best ones because you didn't set out to sell, to find something to sell to people. You started off with a problem and a way of solving that not just for you but for other people that you could see needed that as well so you know I love that 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 you've done that and you've come quite some way since starting that and and you've well in the introduction you mentioned all of the different things that you've done how how have each of those come about and because how have you continually adapted what you do um I think it's probably just, I mean, I have like this passion for just for learning and I always listen to my clients. Um, I did my coaching qualification with integrative, um, the Institute of Integrative uh, Nutrition, IIN, um, I think very early on, I think about around about 2013, 2014, I think it was a year long um, training. Um, that was like the after like doing my initial like nutrition for like my family course, I thought actually I want something that's a little bit more solid. Um, so I've always had this passion for learning and I'll always listen to what people say. So that's always kept me going. Um, I think like a, a passion to always evolve my mind and always like learn something new because we're all so different. So one thing that might work for me, Marie, might not work for you. So I'm always like looking 
at you as an individual and going, okay, well, what's your blueprint? What is your bio-individuality? What is going to work for you? So, and because everybody's so different, like, I think it's really important to have a really vast array of tools that I can offer to the individual. So if they come to me and they go, well, I tried that, Naomi, that didn't work. I go, okay, that's not a problem. Go away and try this or try this or try this. Um, So I think that's what's kept me passionate about always just learning. And I think like what I noticed was that I was always having women come to me um, for weight loss. I mean, it's the most common thing. We all want to be a few kilos lighter or whatever. Um, And so that was what inspired me to study eating psychology because I thought, well, why? What's beneath that? There's more to it than just like I want to lose weight because often like we'll say, well, I'll I'll be happy when I'm three kilos lighter or when I fit into that dress. But it's never about the weight. There's always something beneath that. And so that's the thing that fascinates me is always like asking, but why? Why have I got this issue? Because I don't believe that like a diet will solve a problem. A diet gives you a temporary, um, puts a plaster on an issue. Um, you have to really have that. You ha- it, it goes deeper and for you to have that security within yourself um, to, to find that happiness. Um, yeah, so it's always been just, it's always just listening and evolving from there. I think listening is a very underrated skill. I think we all, a lot of us are, are sort of in the trap of trying to promote what it is that we want to promote, but actually you do need to listen to your customers and hear what it is that they want because actually they're usually, they're the ones that know, they're the ones that are going to pay money at the end of the day. So listening to them is is massively important and, and like you say, you know, adapting what you do. And we've talked, we You've touched there in terms of, or women, most women wanting to to lose weight. Um, This podcast is listened to by a lot of female entrepreneurs and we're probably some of the worst when it comes to eating well because we're busy, we're on the go. So can you give us some tips um, as to how we can, you know, fit that into our our working day? Absolutely. So um, I always think like how how you start the day sets a tone for the rest of the day. So if you're waking up and you are against the clock, you're grabbing a coffee on the go, you're grabbing a croissant or something like a low quality, like low quality food, um, then you're going to continue to eat like that throughout the day because you're going to start the day with imbalanced blood sugar and you're just going to be on that train of looking for the next quick fix of energy so whenever I work with my clients on a one-to-one basis like I mean there might be loads of things that we need to change but I don't even look at anything else until we've completely nailed breakfast and got a, a good solid morning routine because once that's in place it it makes everything else easier so what I'd do is I'd say make sure that you nail down breakfast so if it means waking up a little bit earlier um, and just giving a little bit more thought and planning and eating a high quality breakfast, which is fully balanced with a good source of protein, fat, carbohydrate and fiber, because incorporating all of those in your first meal of the day um, is going to increase your satiety and keep you fuller for longer. Um, I'm not a fan of having something too heavy, like first thing in the morning. If you think about breakfast, it is breaking the fast. You're body has fasted from your last meal the night before 
So whether it's 16, 12 hours, 10 hours, um, by the time that you've had your last meal, your body has had an element of fasting where it will repair and recover. So having a breakfast that's too heavy can sometimes be too taxing on the digestive system. If you think about if it's a freezing cold day and you were to jump out of your lovely warm bed and then just start sprinting down the road like freezing in the freezing cold. That's never going to happen. I really do that either. But that would be like a real shock to your body. It'd be like, oof, and you'd feel it afterwards. I, I feel like the same is true with your digestive system. It's like, no, be a bit kind and be gentle with it. So I think smoothies are a really good way to start the day because they're easier on the digestive system because you haven't got to use too many digestive enzymes. You can pack in about four or five servings of fruit and vegetables or three three to five, whatever, however thick you'll have your smoothie or big. Um, and you will be able to sit down and eat that quantity um, in the morning. You can add in a good quality protein powder um, and you can pop in a teaspoon of almond butter. So you can have a balanced meal and that will keep you fuller up until up until lunchtime opposed to having like a croissant and then at half past 10 be scrambling around looking for biscuits and another coffee or something so I always think like a smoothie you can get a smoothie in for breakfast and then just like sensible snacking as well um like round about three three o'clock is usually like when our metabolism takes a dip so that's when we're like reaching for something just to get us through those last couple of hours of mm. the day. And so it's like, and and sometimes like people get up to that point and they've eaten like an absolute angel and then it hits three o'clock and then it just all goes downhill. But what can happen is like as soon as like you kind of, you give in and you eat something that's that's going to make you feel a bit more guilty, then you end up on that slippery slope and it's like, well, because you've got two things going on you've obviously you've got like the like the element of sugar where like you've kind of like fed that addiction and it's like I need more and so you have a little bit of something naughty um and then you go back and you have a little bit more and a little bit more because restriction is like the worst thing ever the more that like you restrict the more you want of something um so yeah you've got like the physical and you've obviously you've got you've got the mental element of that so if you do like sensible snacking, again, like looking, knowing that three o'clock, like you're going to need to eat something and just being prepared. So having um, a balanced snack with, again, I, I call it my, my idiot checklist. So I'm going, okay, well, has that got fat, protein, carbohydrate? Um, if there's anything missing, go, okay, well, what do I need to add to that to to balance it? So just for example, um, if you're going to have an apple, Okay, have an apple dipped in some um, some almond butter. And you pop a little bit of cinnamon on that as well. Cinnamon really helps to stabilise the blood sugar. So that's going to be like a stable um, snack, which is going to keep the blood sugar stable rather than having those highs. Because when you have the highs, then you know what happens. You come crashing back down and then you're reaching for something else to bring you back up again. And that's when the like the like you're on the roller coaster. <laughs> Yeah, absolutely. That certainly rings so true with me because I can be very good first thing, but come three o'clock, the uh, the snack to hand might be the children's um, sugar bowl, um, <laughs> sweets and uh, and biscuits. So, yeah, I think being prepared is 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 very good advice. As with most things in life, if you are prepared, then you can you can overcome things like that. Can we um, switch a little bit now and talk about? 
the sound baths that you run. And first of all, I want to talk about sound baths. And as you know, I have never been to a sound bath, but I will come to one of yours one day. And um, But can you talk about the benefits of sound baths? And then I want to touch on your membership as well. Yeah, absolutely. Um, so the um, sound baths are incredible. I I think I, I got into like the sound baths about two and a half years ago when I went to, I'd been to quite a few before, but I went to this particular one and it really changed my life. Um, and just instantly I thought, I just need to learn how to do this. Because like with the coaching and like the women, as I said, like always come in with weight loss, I'd always felt that there was something missing, but I never knew what it was. And I did this sound bath um, in January 2020. And it was like all of the pieces just come together. I was like, this is it. <laughs> um, so I learned straight away, luckily, before we went into lockdown, bought a gong. Um, and then I started going through um, a divorce. And for the first time ever, I was completely crippled with anxiety. And what I found, obviously, was in lockdown, so I couldn't practice on anybody at that stage. Um, but I would play like my, the gong that I had and the physical effects of the anxiety would just completely go. And I was like, whoa, this is amazing. Mm. Um, and then it was towards the end of that year when um, like I was able to start to bring clients back in, um, when I just started to experiment with them and just say, we're going to work on this issue, but can we bring in like the Reiki and the sound? And thankfully, a couple of them were like, yeah, why not? Let's give it a go. And I just saw that like the breakthroughs that we were getting was just like, supercharged opposed to just doing the standalone coaching so for me it was just like I was like, oh my god this is incredible so now I won't see any any clients like on a one-to-one -one basis um for just coaching I will I'll only do it with like the sound and the therapy and the sound and the reiki um but yeah so the benefits of the sound so it's like it's people always like say like sound bath like do I have to be in a bikini am I am I in this room with all of these people uh, it's it's not that at all the, the term sound bath comes from being bathed in the vibration and the frequency of the sound it's quite the sounds will like crescendo up and they'll come down and you've got an eye mask on so you're really like within yourself um and it will take you on like an inner inner journey um it's really powerful because it really helps to rebalance energy it helps to like shift stuck energy as well so sometimes when we're stuck in like patterns habits routines whatever um or we we become stuck in a rut okay that's an energetic block the sound literally the vibration like can shift um shift this these energetic blocks and can as an effect leave us feeling much lighter and feel a lot of people will say, oh, I feel like the burden has been like lifted off my shoulders or I felt the tension melt away. Um, it's really good for like sleep. Um, like uh, my sound baths last like 40 minutes. Well, the, that's how long uh, somebody will be laying down. And um, after 40 minutes laying down, like, often people will come around and go, I literally feel like I've been on a weekend retreat. I feel so good. I feel so rested. Um, it really helps like soothe the nervous system, relieves tension, anxiety, promotes like a sense of calm. Um, really good if like for people who are like a little bit more spiritual, it can connect to something greater as well. So there's such a vast array of um, of benefits. Also like physical pain. I have quite a few clients who come with like sciatica, back problems, knee problems, um, and just like the sound vibration will like ease ease like physical things as well so 
I always look at like sound, like it works mentally, physically, emotionally, and physically. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Right. So all four, all four, um, all four kind of um, areas, but it's very individual as well. So what, and everybody will have like a different experience, which I think is just completely um, magical. Well, it's like anything that we certainly that we see, if you go to see a film, people will have very different experiences of it or, or, or anything, isn't it? And why did you decide to make that into a membership? Um, because like I just, I, would, I was doing some online, um, some online stuff and I don't know, it was, it was just one of those things. It was just like on a whim, I thought, well, this would be really good if like people could access this at any time. Um, and I just started to record like a few soundbars on my phone Mm-hmm. Uh, on the voice notes and I'd send them to individual to my uh, one-to-one clients and they were going oh I really felt the benefits of that and I had like a Facebook group that I was doing like the online stuff with and I just thought it just makes sense just to have something where you kind of you've got like an online sound studio and thanks to you with like what you created for me which is absolutely fantastic it works it's exactly what I wanted um, but it's given me the platform to be able to offer to people um, that on-demand online sound studio. So um, as you know, like it's got, my sound club has eight different sections where you can kind of dip into it with um, whatever you need. So if you're feeling like, if you're feeling um, a little bit, like if your self-esteem, self-confidence was feeling a little bit low and you're, you need like a little bit of heart work to like lift that vibration in the heart. There's an area where you can go in and you can have something which is going to like shift that, that energy and bring you back into your heart space and essentially like lift you into like heightened um, esteem and confidence. I'm just, I love the way that that's set out in terms of having those different categories so that people, because a lot of, a lot of online things are very confusing. And obviously you've got quite a lot of uh, various different recordings in there, but to have them separated so that people are listening to the right ones to them. And I know it's obviously something that was set up during lockdown um, and people were much more inclined to move online during lockdown. Have you found since people have been able to come more readily to classes that it's it's still popular? Um, No, it's still popular because um, like with a class, um, like you obviously need to dedicate like my um, in-person classes are anything from an hour to an hour and a half um, and whilst like I've got like a private um, Facebook group which does two live sessions um, a month which gives you like the full sound bath so that's like a full 40 minute um, immersion in sound um, sometimes you just don't have that time so and you want to incorporate on a daily basis so in the sound club I've got that capability where like if you were to log in, Marie, and you were to, you've only got five minutes, for example, but you know that you just want a quick reset, you can go to and find like a five minute like meditation or like breath work that you can do with some sound that you can fit into your day rather than going, well, I can't do that because I haven't got time. Because that's one of the things I hear all the time, I haven't got time to do that. So if, and there's a really um, famous saying that goes um, about like learning to meditate uh, and they go, how long should I meditate for? And they go, um, it's like five minutes. If you haven't got time to meditate for five minutes, then meditate for an hour. Because if you can't find five minutes for yourself, then you need to be finding a lot more time. So, um, yeah, it's got 
it's got anything from like five minutes up to 30 minutes. But what I've found from, I get like lots of feedback from like my members and I'll often ask them, I go, what do you need this week? Because I do a, a new upload every week and somebody might say, oh, I need something for um, like physical pain or something. So I, I will do a recording based on that. So I don't plan it out like a month in advance, which I probably should do. Um, because I like to work much more intuitively with like, where, what do I feel is needed at the moment? Or what, I'll ask the group, what would you, what do you need at the moment? Rather than me being in like my ego, just doing things just because it's been like planned out. And that's, I'm going to do a recording because that's what I've got on my to-do list. Um, I don't feel like the sound works, works for them. Well, again, it's going back to the comment that you made earlier about listening to people and giving them what they need, which ultimately they're, you know, they're the ones that are going to be paying for it. And how do, it, not just your sound club, but other, your other services, how do people generally find you? How do, how do you market to them? What are your best channels? Um, Instagram seems to be my best channel, actually. Um, I think a lot of people seem to come through Instagram. I don't do any um like facebook ads or anything like that it's never been something that i've really agreed with um just doesn't fit with like some of my values um how like facebook ads run um so yeah and facebook groups as well like seven oaks mums network is great um and just like the local the local ones and what's really lovely is if i I'll post when I'm doing the events and people who have come will put a comment on going, oh, the sound bars are amazing. Um, and when you get a few comments like that, then it increases, obviously it increases the visibility. And it also like shows people who are looking at go to look, look on. Cause it's one thing for me to say, this is, these are all the benefits. It's going to be amazing, but it's some, it's a complete and other level when people who have actually experienced it will go, yeah, that's really quite special. Absolutely. And I know when I was building your website, you had some fantastic testimonials and, and lots of them. I remember thinking, how many pages have we got here? Going through, trying to pick out the most appropriate ones for each page. But but testimonials are incredibly powerful because they are, like you say, it's other people saying how good they are and the benefit that they have had from it, which takes it to another level compared to you just telling people, which obviously you can do and it's great to do, but but testimonials um, do take that to another level. And can we come on to your website now? Because um, for those people listening, I built Naomi's uh, website probably about two years ago now. I feel like all of my guests on the podcast so far are clients whose websites I built two years ago. So <laughs> anybody I'm building yours now in two years' time, podcast, <laughs> no, no. Um, but um, can you maybe explain a little bit about the process of you know, why two years ago you decided you needed a, a new website and uh, and why you came to me. I, I think I know the story, but it'll be interesting for, for other people. Um, so um, I think it's probably more like re, I'd rebranded um, and before like my website was much more like based around like my blends, but I kind of I was moving away from my blends and I wanted something that was independent from like the products. Um, I wanted to work with you because I wanted to work with another woman. I'd like to support um, another woman in business um, and also like a local business as well. That That's always been really important um, for me to to keep things local and, um, yeah, within the community and to, work, and to support other women as well because it's, it's really hard. Like 
starting a business um as a woman when you're juggling like children and everything else so I'll always I'll always go local independent um before I'd go to anything else absolutely and I must admit I love the sort of network of women supporting women I do work with men as well but actually it's interesting a lot of my clients are sort of interconnected um they know each other and they use each other's services not everybody with everything but there there are quite a lot of connections um within that and um that you've been great because you amongst other things that you have taken your website and you add new events onto it so when you you know launched your um your your masterclasses and things like that you have and whenever you do a new um event like a sound bath event you you add all of those on how easy have you found it to actually work with your website and do that it's super easy i mean i as you know i'm not at all technical sometimes i feel like really silly with some of the questions that i ask you but um yeah i always love that you'll send me a video like a really simple video like a couple of minutes like because Again, it comes down to that time element. If you were to send me a video back that's like half an hour, and be like, oh my god, I haven't got time to watch. So what? I don't, that, I don't have half an hour to record it. <laughs> but, that, but that's but that's what I, why I love like working with you because if I've got a question, you'll send me something back that I can look at, and like it, the smallest like issues are really easily and quickly resolved. Um, just through like how how easy you are to work with. But in terms of like the actual website, um, everything's just really easy. Everything's really easy. And even like the member press, like for the membership um, site, I mean, every now and again, there'll be like the odd thing that I can't work out. Mm. Like generally, I can, I can kind of, I can find my way around it and I can do what I need to do. Um, and yeah, it's, it's easy. And that's, that's how things should be. Like in the past, I've had um, like websites which, have just overwhelmed me and I've just found it difficult to um, to upload things and you feel very unmotivated um, by it. But yeah, it's everything. Yeah, definitely. I mean, it's on WordPress, which is the platform I build all of my websites on. And WordPress gets a very bad rap for not being as easy to use as other platforms, but actually it's not difficult. And yes, you need to know how, but it's not difficult to learn and it doesn't take very long. Um, and how have you found the websites fitted in with the rest of your marketing? Do you, do you, are people finding you on Instagram and then going to your website and booking? Is that sort of working seamlessly or how does it work? Yeah. So, um, I do a lot on stories and on the stories, you can add a link. So I'll always like copy the link from the event and pop that one. Then I also have, um, like a link tree. Mm-hmm. which will have individual links to which will go back to like the landing pages that you've done for me and for either like the chocolate um like the chocolate school or the sound club or which that be landing pages or to the individual events which I'll create so yeah that's the main way that I'll do it or if I'm doing on Facebook um it's just copy and paste in the link um, which just goes directly to like the sales page and then, yeah. and then yeah, the process is really easy because obviously all of my bookings come through, um, come through my website. So, yeah, they're easy to keep track of there. Um, I've got a couple of quick fire questions, but before I do so, would you like to tell people where they can find you? Absolutely. So you can find my amazing website at www.nourishbynaomi.com. 
or on Instagram, Nourished by Naomi, or on Facebook, Nourished by Naomi. I love the fact that it's all very consistent. <laughs> it has to be, right? <laughs> I, absolutely. I couldn't get beyond the kitchen table handles or Instagram. I have a feeling it was too long when I first set it yeah. up. Um, so I've had to shorten it for Instagram and it's, and it's out of kilter with the rest. But um, anyway, um, so yeah, a couple of quick my questions. First of all, do you listen to other podcasts? I do. And what are your favourite podcasts, business or non-business? Um, I love Tony Robbins. I love Jay Shetty. I love Gabrielle Bernstein. Ah, but three very good uh, recommendations there. And what about business books? Do you read any business books? And if so, do you have a recommendation for people to to read? Um, I haven't read a business book for a while. Um, Thinking Grow Rich, that's a really good one. Um, my books are probably a little bit more, um, I don't mean, Jay Shetty, I love his book. Mm-hmm. Um, Gabrielle Bernstein, I love her book. I can't remember the name of uh, the two of those books, the most recent ones. Um, yeah, I don't, I must, I must admit, I find like business books a little bit boring. That's so fine. I, I'm, I'm much, I'd rather read like things that are like inspirational and things that like I'm going to learn, like words of wisdom that I can share with people. But to yeah. be fair, I probably should get more on the, um, the business books. <laughs> well, I think these days with podcasts, I don't read as many business books, but I listen to business podcasts quite relentlessly. What um, one do you listen to? What's your favourites? So I listen to Amy Porterfield. Um, there's a couple of website designer ones I listen to. There's a lady called Elizabeth McCravey. Um, in the UK, um, I like uh, my client Vicky Weinbergs. And uh, another one, uh, Libby Knight, who's another client. Um, trying to think who else in the UK. I need to look at my list. Oh, and of course, how could I possibly forget Diary of a CEO? Which, given that he now does two episodes a week, that, <laughs> that does crowd out other podcasts. I don't listen to every single episode of his, I must admit. But um, but yeah, I love I love his um his ones and Elizabeth Day, How to Fail. Right. Um again, not every single one. I must listen to Gabby Logan's um because I've heard good things about hers. So uh, yeah, there's loads of great podcasts out there. And um, finally, is there a piece of advice that you could give anybody who was either just starting out in business or they've been going for a couple of years, a piece of advice that's perhaps served you well or maybe that you wish you'd listened to? Um, do you know what? This is probably something that my son says to me. Um, my son's really dyslexic and um, so I've had to work really hard with him to like to shift his mindset. And a lot of work that I do is mindset-based. Um, but sometimes like, if I'm kind of like feeling a bit deflated, he will <laughs> reflect my words back to me and go, mummy, never give up, never give up. And you know what? So simple, but so effective because there are, when you start a business, there are so many things that you'll fail at. I've failed at so many things and it's really easy to just go, right, that's it. I give up. But it is just like finding that that bit within you that... um you, you connect back to your passion, your purpose, your why. And that piece that comes forward and just pulls you out of, pulls you out of that low moment and you go, no, I'm going to keep going. What do I need to learn from this? So never give up the most simplest, most simplest words, but so powerful. Well, absolutely. And, uh, and he's very right. <laughs> I think lots of people are very pleased that you didn't give up. Yeah. 
Thank you ever so much. That's been really great episode. And hopefully people listening has got an awful lot out of it. And if nothing else, the fact that they should never give up. Thanks so much, Naomi. Thank you, Moraine. Thank you so much for listening all the way to the end. If you enjoyed this episode, make sure to follow or subscribe so that you don't miss future episodes. And I'd really appreciate it if you could leave a five-star review. That makes a massive difference as to whether Apple shows my podcasts more widely. And head over to my website, beyondthekitchentable.co.uk, where you can find all the ways you can work with me, whether you're just starting out, looking to grow your business, or scaling it. And see you next week. Bye.